Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Stoop Radio Show, right here live on Blog Talk Radio. There is nothing like realizing you didn't turn down the volume on your headset when the show starts, and the theme song, which is uh, Ignite, by our friend from Adrenaline, blasting my ear, wake me right up. <laughs> I'm your host, Jeff, the Shark Perini, and a little whoop whoop is from the lovely, the amazing co-host, Jewel Tatey. Joel, good evening. Happy Monday. T-G-I-M. T-G-I-M. How are we doing, Jeff? We're doing good. We're doing good. Um, We survived our first snow of the season, which happened this past weekend here in the Philadelphia area. Yes. And we're ready ready for a new week as we count down to Christmas. Two weeks from today. Holy crap. Crap, indeed. Um, I have not started one drop Christmas shopping. I'm sure I'll get to that. Um, you know, I pretty much make sure I put a bow on my head and I'll be everybody's Christmas present because I'm just fantastic like that. Yeah, that that's good enough. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> um, are you ready for Christmas at all? Not at all. No. Hell nope, no. Excellent. I, uh, <laughs> I, I did start like a little bit. I can't even say that I start. My, you know, Mike started for our daughter, but um, no, other than that, I have not bought one thing for anyone. I feel so ill-prepared, but I always do this every year. I always wait, and um, I don't know. Sometimes you luck out. The one time we waited until, like, Christmas Eve, and we got a free tree. Oh, my God. We didn't have a tree, oh, and then the guy's like, here you go, you poor souls. You can have a tree. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Actually, um, I was there, and the story actually went, here, you poor bastard. Here's a goddamn Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, get your <laughs> shit together. <laughs> you suck. Have a free tree. Uh, <laughs> all right. I mean, good things do happen. It is a good time of the year. Um, I am unprepared, but I do love this time of year. It does change people a little bit. You know, people are usually a little more friendlier, um, a little more festive. So, basically, I think my so. Here and, yeah, I think so. Uh, and we are here, too, at the Stoop as well. So I'm going to be yes. polite tonight. Yeah, probably not. My kid. Maybe. Anyway. Maybe. <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, so let's thank Wednesday night's guest. It was G-Rod Rodriguez. Good time. Funny dude. Um, some good stories. Uh, he's on uh, Bounty Hunters, Is uh, one of his new programs. He's on a lot of stuff. He's got so many shows coming on. He was telling us how uh, basically he was spending all of this week on a different show. <laughs> so that's great stuff. He was a good time. So thank you very much to uh, G-Rod Rodriguez. What do you think, Joe? He was a good time, huh? Oh, my God. Yeah, and his stories were insane. Like him at the gym <laughs> with The Rock. Oh, my God. And then him on The Walking Dead set and how, like, strict and secretive it was. I thought, yeah. I mean... He's done so many shows and, and been so many places. Like, of course, he's going to have some great stories, but his were his were really good. Yeah, definitely. A- absolutely some great stories. And it's a good time. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we reached out to him uh, to thank him afterwards. And he said, I really felt a vibe off you guys. What a great time. We like stuff like that. We like when uh, our guests are relaxed and comfortable. And that's how we try to deliver it here on the stoop. I'm going to try it again tonight. We're yes. trying to get tonight. We have a... Uh, Pretty fun guy coming on tonight. Another one of Michael Stover's great artists. And tonight is a man by the name of Philip Broussard. Um, kind of a bluesy, 
a little bit of country, a little bit of pop, a little bit of everything. His music is very uh, unique, and I like it. I enjoy it. Uh, we've got a couple songs coming up from him tonight. Uh, not only is he a uh, quality singer and artist, also a former military guy, and uh, we take very kindly to that, and we thank him. We're going to thank him, of course, for that. Um, so, yeah, it's coming up around 8.30. Very cool. I'm so excited. Yeah, I like it. I like uh, I like talented musicians. He plays the guitar, and as you hear from his songs, he's a very good guitar player. Uh, very unique sound there as well. So it's uh, guaranteed to be a lot of fun. I'm guaranteeing it. Happiness for your ears, people. Just listen, Happiness for kick your back, ears. and enjoy. Man, hopefully, uh, hopefully when we sign off tonight, that'll be Joel's sign off. Happiness for your ears. <laughs> Back here, go. No. You did a good sign off at uh, <laughs> you did a good sign off at eight oh five, which is good. <laughs> uh, All right, uh, a lot of topics to talk about. Big weekend that just passed. A lot of stuff coming up this week, so let's get right to the top five list. Top five list. We researched this top five list for months, trying to get to this magic moment. And uh, and here it is. It's uh, <laughs> in honor of the holidays. And we have music on tonight. And we got holidays coming up in two weeks. Christmas. Our top five favorite Christmas songs. Now, I know you're thinking it's not the conventional, you know, jingle bells, jingle bells, uh, but some fun stuff. Stuff done by some of our favorite artists and, and all time favorite songs we like around Christmas time. Some of them are going to make you say, oh my God. And some of them are going to say, yeah, I like that. All right. So, all mine, uh, you're going to love. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, I, have to, I love all your stuff. I just don't admit it on the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so here we go. Top five Christmas songs. I'll go first. What the hell? In the spirit of giving, Jules going to let me go first. And uh, number five, one of my all-time favorite Christmas albums, Mr. Harry Connick Jr. And it's a song that must have been old Santa Claus. Yeah, this is a fun one. Kind of a little swing song. Very cool. Throws in a little happy ho 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 to you in the end. It's awesome. Harry Connick Jr. Must have been old Santa Claus. Number five. Absolutely love this song. Number four. One of my all-time favorites. The boys from Run DMC. That's right. Run DMC sings Christmas in Hollis. <laughs> little uh, little rap about Christmas in Hollis, Queens. It's a fun one. Very fun song. I love that song. And then uh, one of the ones I listen to every year. Number four. Run DMC, Christmas and Hollis. Number three, and you know, the mixture of the video and the way she looked on the album cover, and I know people are starting to get down on her, but I still love me some Mariah Carey, and all I want for Christmas is you. You know why? Because I always think that she's singing it right at me. And I'll be goddamn, one of these years I'll show up under her Christmas tree. Christmas is oh 90, and she won't be hot anymore, and she won't know who I am, but, you know. Oh, my God. All I want for Christmas is you. You just have to be a billionaire. There you go. Now that's happening, any Dana. So we're getting close. (laughs) Number three. Number two, the Kinks and Father Christmas. Ooh. Father Christmas, give me your money. That's a great song right there. The Kinks. Kind of a a, almost an anti-Christmas song, but a great Christmas song at the same time. Yeah. Love that song. Number two. Number one. This guy's one of my favorite artists. Um. I don't really hear much from him anymore. I love a lot of his stuff. Mr. Billy Squire. Christmas is the time to say I love you. 
it's a great song. It rocks. I always like Billy Squire, like his voice. And that song is just like right there. And it is. It's the time to say I love you to everybody, not just your wife or husband or, or boyfriend or fiance or, you know, to your family, to your friends, to, to strangers. Christmas is the time to say I love you. Just freaking love people. Do it. Have a great time. That's Christmas. E-L-E. Exactly. Totally agree. And that is my top five list. And I'm on now to the top five Christmas songs of Miss Jewel Tatey. Jewel, let him rip. That was a good list. Thank you very much. I approve. I worked weeks. I worked for weeks on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my daughter had her holiday recital yesterday, and they did Harry Connick's Harry Connick Jr.'s rendition of Frosty the Snowman, and she was so cute. She oh, danced her nice. little butt off. I'm gonna have the video up soon. Um, I just got it on the computer. Oh my God, she's so cute. But uh, yeah, now that's pictures. one of my new. My new favorites. <laughs> yeah, saw, saw the picture you posted. Gorgeous. Just absolutely beautiful young lady. She'll be so She's proud. She's so pretty. I know. She She's is so adorable. Cute. Absolutely adorable. Oh, thank you. I know. I have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, but getting to my all-time favorite top five renditions of Christmas songs. Kicking it off. Number five. Oh, my God. Silent Night. It's Kelly Clarkson. Trisha Yearwood. Oh. And Reba McIntyre, those guys harmonizing, it's just like the three powerhouses. It just sounds, oh my God. If you haven't seen it, go on YouTube. It's on Kelly Clarkson's Christmas album. I just love Kelly Clarkson's voice. I don't like her music, but like I I love every cover of songs that that Kelly Clarkson does. So it's amazing. And it will make you cry. Yeah, she's great. I love, her. I love her so much. I, I got so excited. Instead of Silent Night, I wrote Silent Clarkson. I really did. Wow. <laughs> That's how excited I got. Pretty funny. <laughs> Sorry, I'm okay. sick too, guys. <clears throat> Again, so I apologize for that. Um, number four. Your girl, Mariah Carey. Oh, Holy oh, yeah. Night. I love Oh, Holy Night. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs. And you have to get someone that sings it right. Or it sounds bad and hits the notes the right way, or it just throws it all off for me. And Mariah Carey, I do like all I want for Christmas is you, but her singing my favorite Christmas song just does it for me. She's she is she's a great singer no matter how crazy she is. <sighs> Number three, um, Baby It's Cold Outside, Zoe De Chanel. Yes. I forget the man. I didn't get the man's name, but her. She did. She did the, you know, the cover of "Baby It's Cold Outside" after Elf. So her yes. singing anything is great, and mm, that's yes. one of my favorite Christmas songs. And she's one of my favorite singers. So that's number three. Number two, another one of your favorites, John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. Very well done. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so this is Christmas, all time. Have to hear it. War is over. It's just, it just makes me so sad every time I hear it, but it makes you think of Christmas at the same time. So it has to be number two. In the background of the studio, I can hear, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. And that's my daughter's like new favorite song. <laughs> Love it. I'm pretty sure she thinks she can really get a hippopotamus for Christmas. So poor kid. Um, Number one, you know, it had to be done. Bruce Springsteen. 
Santa Claus is coming to town. I remember being little, and my dad would blare this, and he had, like, the setup, like, the really good speaker. You could hear his freaking room, like, down the block from our house. Like, the house would shake, and he would play this every Christmas time, and I really thought when he played the song, like, Santa was coming. Like, you could hear the sleigh bells. You could feel it. Winds whipping down the boardwalk, and my part was always Clarence's part. You're better, but you know the deep part. But has to be number one, Mr. Bruce Springsteen. That's my list. That's awesome. You really managed to uh, <clears throat> just dig in two of my favorites right there, Dan Lennon and Springsteen. I did, yeah. Um, I love them. Yeah, pretty good that the anniversary of John Lennon's uh, unfortunate assassination um, was just a few short days ago. Uh, well, terrible this day. Something, yeah, something you really remember always sticks in your brain. Uh, I remember where I was. Uh, I don't even know if you were born yet. You're probably not, but <laughs> I remember where I was. Uh, terrible moment. But either way, great list. Do Let's you know what year down. it was? 1980. No, probably not. Yeah, oh, yeah, I wasn't born. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Amazing. I mean, um, having never been a, a Beatles fan, and, and you know, being so young, not really realizing what the Beatles were, you're like, oh. Well, Oh, this this guy was was shot, and then you, it sinks in who he is and who he was and and all that. It's it's something, some memory. Um, yeah. Great list, uh, nonetheless. And let's rehash the list. I came out with uh, "Must Have Been Old Santa Claus" by Harry Connick Jr. Number five, number four, "Christmas and Hollis" by Run DMC. <clears throat> Just kicks off the holiday season right there. Only one for Christmas is Mariah Carey. I mean, by Mariah Carey. I'm sorry. <laughs> Number two, Father Christmas by the Kinks. And, of course, number one, Christmas is the Time to Say I Love You by Billy Squire. Jewel comes back with Silent Night rendition featuring Kelly Clarkson and all her little friends there. <laughs> God bless you. Holy Jesus. Number Sorry. four, Oh Holy Night by Mariah Carey once again. Number three, Baby It's Cold Outside, Zoe Deschanel. And I do love the way she sings that. Uh, number two, So This Is Christmas by John Lennon. And number one, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Gets us kicked off to the holiday season. Christmas, two weeks away. Star Wars. This Friday, folks, the 15th, another Star Wars movie is out. I know uh, we talk. Jules not a big fan. I'm a huge fan. I'm excited. The future of Luke Skywalker. Good guy? Bad guy? I don't know. So excited. I can hardly wait for it. I'm excited for the fans. No, like, I I do want to get into it. I just haven't seen them, like, all the way through, but I have watched the bulk of them. So, um, it's cool that, um, uh, what's her name's in it? God, what's her name? I can't think. Carrie Fisher? Carrie Fisher. It's cool that she's still in the movie. Yeah, last uh, bits that they got of the late, great Carrie Fisher. Um, Yeah. Very excited. A lot of plot twists. And, and I'm telling you, if you're out there listening and you go out and you see it on Friday or Saturday, don't spoil it. It's going to be a couple of days before I get to it. Don't spoil it. Find it. Start. Yeah. And people are spoiling yeah. The Walking Dead, too. I don't appreciate it. Yeah, shut up. Like Someone major died. People go on and spoil Shameless on the stoop. Yeah. yeah, I heard somebody. Yeah, somebody major <laughs> died. I didn't know that. I don't know enough about Walking Dead. I've seen a little bit of it. And, so I don't know, but yeah, somebody big died. Yeah. Just like a Skywalker 
Luke Skywalker dies at the end of this Star Wars movie. Oops! Spilled it. No, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea. But I'm very no. excited. 15th. You know what we just watched the... today? Uh, sorry. The, no, the new Beauty the Beauty and the Beast, that was so good. I was trying not to watch it, but then we, we sat down and watched it today. That was such a great movie. I just have to say Thanks. that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> I loved it. It's good. Good stuff. Uh, the other night they had on the live version of uh, A Christmas Story. I did not see it. No, it's not yet. Right? I think it's the 17th. Oh, it I'm definitely I watching that. <clears throat> no. Okay. Maybe not. Mm-mm. Okay. With Maya Rudolph. I love that. Yeah. I can't stand her. But uh, I'm excited for that, though. Very excited. I get excited for Christmas Story. I love it. It's like one of my favorite all-time movies. I definitely get my fill of it the holiday season. I certainly do watch at least one full episode, if not twice, every year. Yeah. For, for sure. So, uh, from things we're very excited to do things we're absolutely positively sick about, but let's take the full <clears> picture <throat> in. We're running a little behind, so we're probably going to ramble on this for a little bit. Um, Philadelphia Eagles yesterday beat the Los Angeles Rams, and it was one hell of a good game and a big win for them because the Rams are real tough this year. 43 35. They are now the NFC East regular season champions. And an MVP candidate, Mr. Philadelphia himself, Carson Wentz, goes down and appears to be a torn ACL. And Wentz is done for the remainder of the season. And it's not quite known how long into next season. Nick Foles came in, was serviceable, held it together. Defense played big when they had to. Eagles pulled it out. Again, 11-2, first place in the conference. NFC's champs. Moving forward with Nick Foles, a quarterback, Jewel, how much does this hurt the Philadelphia Eagles, and where do they go with Nick Foles? I mean, you just have to put all your hope and hope in Foles, you know? Like, what else can you do? I feel so bad for Carson Wentz. Like, that has to be the worst feeling, to get to, like, hear and have that happen. Oh, my God. He just got us so far, and I just I feel terrible for him. I mean, it sucks for us, but I just feel for him so bad. And it just absolutely – I mean, it's like a bittersweet win. Like, we got it, but at what cost? It was so sad. At a huge cost. And at first, it didn't really look that bad to me. I mean, it, it didn't look like this – season-ending injury, and a lot of people agreed. It didn't look like he got hit on the knee. The more you watch the slow motion, the more you see it. Uh, yeah. It's massive. It's a huge injury to an amazing guy who had been playing amazing football. 33 touchdowns this year. I mean, the guy was pretty much walking into the MVP. Uh, all the talk was him, Tom Brady, and Antonio Brown as the big three for MVP. Uh, but now Nick Foles comes in, and Nick Foles, remember a couple of years back, had a great run. 27 touchdowns, two interceptions in one year. We finished, uh, I think we are 8-2 or 9-2 and two with him on our center. Uh, lost it a little bit. His arm motion's kind of slow. It, mentally, I think he's kind of lost his edge. But he could be a competitor. He's got a better team around him than he did back then. they got to lean a little more on the running game. The defense has to step up a little bit more. And Foles just has to play smart. I still think his team can get far. I think we're talented enough to get this far. What do you think? you think they still have a chance? Do you still have a little Super Bowl hope in you? I hope. I mean, yeah, everyone's hoping. And, yeah, he did do good for us then. And he was clutch at the end. Like, he had a good throw to Aguilar. And, I mean, 
just do it. It might be like excitement enough, like snap back in the game. You know what I mean? Like you're right here. Everyone is looking at you. So maybe yeah. he's going to be the dude for us. You know, you never know. Certainly do hope, uh, hope so. He's got a couple weeks to warm up uh, the Giants this week. Giants have been terrible this year, so that's a, a game that he can get and take advantage of. The Oakland Raiders, who are reeling after that, and then the meaningless game against the Dallas Cowboys. So he's got a couple weeks to, to prep and get ready and hopefully find himself. Uh, we need Nick to get far. Uh, so good luck to Nick Foles. Good luck to the Eagles. Uh, big win. Uh, like I said, I know we're running short on time. A couple of things I wanted to hit up on. Yesterday was a very big day in quarterback injuries, and some of them very severe. Um Jets' Josh McCown started off with a bad back and a breaking his hand in that game. He played, uh, he got hurt with the back. They took him out, put him back in, broke his hand. So Josh McCown is out. Uh, Tennessee Titans on the verge of a playoff spot. Their quarterback, Marcus Mariota, knee injury, unknown, might be done for the season. Uh, the one real quick that I mentioned here earlier today, Tom Savage of the Houston Texans gets walloped, goes to the ground, goes into convulsions, fingers shaking and everything. He was out on his feet. Went back to Sunday, put him back in the game, came out again, was was uh, apparently vomiting blood in just a horrible situation. Did you did you hear about any of that? No. Yeah, the Jesus. concussion protocol yeah, the concussion protocol which is so big in football and they go through this huge process of checking these players. Uh Texans head coach Bill O'Brien said, Well, I didn't re- I didn't see the hit. And I didn't see where he was on the ground uh with his hand shaking. If I saw it I wouldn't put him back in the game. There's hundreds of people, you know, working on these teams and sidelines and at the game that should have seen this. Tom Savage put it at a major risk, and, you know, now they play it off. The Savage says he'll have to die on the field before he wants to go out of the game. Uh, they'd have to break him in half. He's never coming out voluntarily. They should have picked up on this. This is tragic. This really is. Yeah. I mean, if you see the video, when you get done tonight, watch the video, and you'll see Savage's hand shaking, and he's staring at him. has no clue where he's at. It's terrifying and terrifying oh the fact God. that they missed it. So, yeah, so we hope well for him. And like I said, it's a dangerous work. It's more dangerous every week. And a uh, bad week for NFL quarterbacks and a very bad week for Tom Savage. Very scary. So we wish the best for Tom Savage. Um, yeah, it's terrible. I mean, from the from that terrible news. So let's go from that terrible news and let's try to pick ourselves back up. Uh, again, we're running behind. Philip Broussard is our guest tonight. He's got a couple songs. He's got a new EP coming out. Very excited. And we're going to play a song from him right now, Joel. If you're ready, we're going to get right into some Philip Broussard. This one is called All Over Again. It's a terrific little number. Bluesy, country, popsy, a little bit of everything. Tonight's guest, Philip Broussard, is All Over Again. And we'll be back in about four minutes. So check it out, folks. Enjoy. Oops. Now enjoy. Here we go. There were times I felt so alone, even though you were right next to me. There were times I could sense that you just didn't want to be with me. When you finally left on that long trip back home, I was stuck sitting on one side of the couch, left sob there all alone. And I tried to breathe. And I tried to Pain would just go away 
who is on the line with us right now. Let's patch him in. Philip, good evening. Welcome to the stoop. Good evening. How are you? We're doing great. I'm doing great after that. That was uh, all over again. Excellent song, man. Really hits home. Terrific. Thank you so much for taking time tonight to join us on the stoop. And uh, welcome aboard. Happy Monday. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. I'm. Uh, it's an honor and privilege. Likewise. Uh, definitely an honor and privilege for us as well. We love everybody that comes to us from the Michael Stover uh, family. Always has great, great artists, classy people. And uh, I like what I hear from you already. And um, it's, the, uh, it's the EP that just came out called Wavelength. came out November 18th. Tell us a little bit about that and the success you're having on that so far. So Wavelength is uh, just a, I think, it, you know, it's an acoustic EP. It's, it's pretty simple. It, it, there's nothing too complex about it, but... There's there's songs that take you take you down, you know, like the song Drowning. It's 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 written in minor chords and it's it's meant to you know have a sad feel to it or a darker feel, a darker tone to it. And there's songs sure. that take you up high, um, and then there's songs right in the middle. So you know <laughs> when I when I came up with the, the word wavelength, uh, I just pictured a sine wave, and I thought that was kind of how I felt about the music. It, there's there's lows, there's highs, and there's middles. 
So just yeah, just like a sign move. Awesome. Hi, hi, Phil. It's Joel here. Um, I hi. just wanted to ask, uh, how are you? <laughs> um, Good. Yeah, I just wanted to know uh, what got you into music. We heard your dad got you your first guitar. He did, actually. So now I was about 15 at the time. Brought this $99 Walmart guitar and amp home. and <laughs> You know, I uh, I loved loved playing that, um, you know, when I was when I was younger and and uh, my dad actually had me sign it, uh, and he put it in his in his closet. And I thought he lost it, or I thought he sold it, or gave, got it, got rid of it, or something. And you know, after he passed away, I found it in the display case in his in his uh, in his closet. And so he he had kept that in, on his on his person for you know for quite a few years there, just sitting in his closet for you know whatever. But he he that was I don't know that uh, was pretty cool to see that. My dad was. He was really into music. Really wanted to make sure that I had a music background and wanted to wanted to give me the the chance to to make music something yeah. I wanted to do if that's what I wanted to do. That's very cool. Did did you kind of know right away that's what you wanted to do? I mean, it, from what I read, that your dad always wanted to be a guitar guy, and then you kind of picked up just started playing. Did. did you teach yourself? Is this something you had a great passion for from the beginning? I am actually mostly self-taught. Uh, awesome. I took I took a few lessons just a couple of years ago, just because I was stuck in a rut. I needed help getting out. Uh, I don't know if you've sure. ever heard of a band from the '60s called Moby Grape. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Jerry Jerry Miller was actually the guitarist of Moby Grape, one of the founding members, and he's actually the one that gave me a little, you know, a few lessons uh, to get me out of the rut I was in. And so him and I became friends, and he's he's from this area over here in Washington, and. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I sought him out, and it was it was a good time. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm mostly self-taught, except for probably about uh, three months worth of three or four months worth of lessons to get me out of this the funk I was in. Oh wow, that's that's pretty awesome because uh, I've got a couple guitars in my house. They, they belong to my wife's and uh, you know, my mother-in-law, and I can't even I don't even okay. know where to begin. How do you how do you even figure out where to begin to start teaching yourself to play? Uh, you 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 pick the songs you want to learn. So. Uh, you know, one of my favorite songs to play was "Wish You Were Here" by by Pink Floyd, and so awesome. You know, nice. th- that song is actually a very simple song to learn. Uh, you know, it's just G, C. There's an A in there somewhere, and and uh, <laughs> you know, you 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 see those. You, you know, you listen to that song, and you want to learn it, so you learn the chords associated with it, and then you know, you, you get efficient at switching between those chords, and eventually you try to expand out into different chord progressions and everything like that, and that's Eventually, I got into the. I mean, I was always into the blues, but you know, you learn how to solo in the blues, and and you know, that's the base of rock and roll. So you know, once you once you learn the basics, you you can really take off from there. Yeah, and and you said Pink Pink Floyd. Uh, who are some of your other inspirations? Well, I'm a huge John Mayer fan. Huge John okay. Mayer fan. And, Very cool. Uh, Earlier, earlier this year, I remember, so somebody gave me a John Mayer CD when I was in the Navy. And, you know, I was kind of in a rut. You know, my dad had just died, and, and, and I was sad. You know, we get sad when we're dealing with stuff like that, and we grieve. And, you know, this CD helped me grieve, and it was, I really enjoyed it. I reignited my passion for guitar. And, and so, uh, you know, I told myself that if I ever got a chance to tell, you know, to talk to John Mayer, I'd tell him how much that CD meant and, and, that, uh, you know, it helped me really get out of a rut, you know, bad, shallow time in my life. And 
so I had the opportunity to meet John Mayer this earlier this year. And, uh, so I, you know, hung out with him for a few minutes and I told him straight up, you know, how much that uh, album meant. And, and, you know, I appreciated him putting that music out and it helped me through a dark time, you know, and he appreciated it. He seemed genuinely interested. And then I told him, I told him, I said, I'm going to open for you someday. And he said, (laughs) he chuckled. He's like, yeah, sure, sure. But I, I keep, I keep saying this every interview. If he's listening, he needs to seek me out because it's going to happen. He just doesn't know when and where yet. Yeah, we're well, going to get him on the stoop and yell at him. Say, yeah, <laughs> you need to yeah, yeah. open up for you. I'm, I'm a bit we afraid need... that I have kind of a stalker vibe going on. But uh, he just seems, I mean, come on. That's, the guy's my guitar idol. So. Oh, that's awesome. You got know. to meet him. And... I love, yeah, I don't know if you listen to our show a lot, but I get a stalker vibe of all of our guests. I love everybody that comes on the show, so. <laughs> I get infatuated with people. <laughs> so, don't worry about that. that. That's very cool. And, you know, it's definitely something that uh, that we certainly hope we hear from you uh, in the future. Um, your sound is pretty unique, though. It's got some blues. It's got some pop. I hear a little hint of country in there. So, to me, I find it very unique. Um, who do you compare yourself out there? Do you find yourself kind of John Marish? Who else do you like? Who else do you think your music kind of takes off from? Oh, geez. You know, that's, that's a great question. Uh, I, I would probably say it's just a blend of a bunch of different artists because, I mean, I, I, I still listen to a lot of Pink Floyd. I still listen to a lot of Steve Ray Vaughan. Uh, but I listen to Shawn Mendes and Ed Sheeran and things like that, and I, I try to incorporate something along those lines in, in all my songs. And um, You know, I, I, that's a great question. I don't know who, who I would compare myself to if, if I were to compare yeah. myself to anybody. It'd probably be a, a shallow comparison anyway because – Typically, a lot of those artists are just so incredibly talented. You know, Sean Mendes is 19, and and he's I think he's 19, and he's just absolutely one of the most talented people that I think we're going to see for a while. And, and I'm not a Justin Bieber fan, so and I don't want to cast aspersions <laughs> on right Justin there. Bieber, but <laughs> yeah, I uh, I you know I, I compare people like Sean Mendes who plays the guitar, and, and someone like Justin Bieber who sings songs that I think are written by other people and and I just I, I I really admire a lot of these these guys that are coming up you know the 19 year olds that that are really trying to pick up an instrument and become fluent in it and so uh, I get I'm getting a little off topic but I I, I no, like perfect. a lot of these guys and I try, I try to try to add and incorporate a little bit of their influence in my music regardless of who they are so yeah that's very cool uh, and and the thing is like you put out a like you said, it's an acoustic EP, and to do the blues sound on acoustic is really good. And I really love the sound of your guitar. I think it sounds crisp, and it sounds perfect on the EP. So I, I just got to, you know, right there, just congratulate you on an excellent job there. Hey, um, thank you. Oh, absolutely. Um, do you dabble in any other instruments? I got to give Dylan Fontenot all the credit. He's he's my sound guy, so. Okay. <laughs> he does a great <laughs> job, man. Congratulations. But is it mostly guitar for you, yeah. or do you like to try and mix in other things? Uh, the next album is definitely going to be a full size uh, mix, you know, with with all with a full band in it. I, I I love the sound of full band, but you know, the acoustic thing was actually a John Mayer influence. You know, his his EP was called Inside Once Out, and it was just all acoustic. It was him sitting down in a room and he spit out acoustic songs, and and so that was I was and I was on a budget. You know, <laughs> it's sure it's, yeah. Uh, That's key. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it. You know, you and I, you know. There was supposed to be six songs on there, but my budget kind of got, you know, I was like, well, I'm, I'm I'm hitting my budget now, and maybe we'll just do five. 
Yeah, but the the acoustic works, and it's cool that you're going to mix it up with with the new songs and have the band incorporate it. And um, no, you you do. You got it's that cool guy vibe. And I was just going to say earlier, like it's it's hard now with with social media and everyone trying to get their music out there and everything. Um, sure. And 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 it's so much easier for kids these days. Like I know my niece is self-taught, but she's she's an amazing guitarist. Like she she plays the ukulele and the guitar. Um, so do you, do you ever like use that? Do you ever use like, I don't know, like YouTube videos and, and learn more <laughs> tricks or, or uh, because it is like, it is a tool for, for this day and age though. It's like you go to sure. YouTube, learn everything and they're just, so do you ever find that useful? Yeah, I do. Uh, so Marty Schwartz is a great, uh, a great guy to look up and the guy's, I think he's he's stoned like half the time, but he's <laughs> hilarious and he's really he's really talented on the guitar and and uh, so you know I I normally recommend his videos to some to beginners that want to learn the basics of guitar and everything like that and he he has stuff all the way up to the intermediate and advanced stuff, but I do want to take a second based on your question to actually talk about Jimi Hendrix a little bit because a lot Absolutely. of people I've played some music for for people I've played some Jimi Hendrix for people that don't necessarily listen to that kind of music. And um, they're like, I don't really understand the deal. Like, I don't really understand what the deal with this guy. And I said, well, what? listen, I was like, listen, <laughs> wow. this guy there. And I, when I tell them, this guy's considered like the best guitar player that's ever lived. And they're like, I don't see what's special about this guy. And I said, listen, oh, this man. guy was born black. And, it, and this guy was born black in a time in the United States, which really wasn't ideal to be born black in. And, Right. Not to mention the fact that somebody gave him a guitar, or he, he had a guitar that was, uh, it was a right-handed guitar, but he was a lefty, so he had to turn it upside down. And then, we don't ha- we, he didn't have YouTube or anything like that uh, back sure. then. This guy taught himself how to be the best guitar player that ever lived. That's why that guy is so fantastic. And so with all this stuff like YouTube and and all these resources out there, when somebody tells me they just can't learn how to do it, I'm sitting here like, you've got to be kidding me. Like you just are not putting in the time. <laughs> yeah. It is still time and energy and effort and everything. It is. And if you can get past the yeah, first, that's... I think like four months of playing guitar, you know, with the, with the bloody fingers, the calluses and the, you know, and there's times I remember when I was playing, when I come around uh, by green day, yeah. I've learned mm-hmm. how to play that sure. song. It was one of the first songs I learned. I would, know where the next chord was supposed to be, but I couldn't hit it on my hands. So, like, I would get really frustrated. I wanted to there – was, there, some people with, with worse tempers than mine will probably go through one or two guitars in their learning period because they'll throw them against the wall or smash them into something because they're so frustrated. It'll happen. I'm telling you. It will. I've seen it. Yeah, I kind of grew up that way. A buddy of mine I went to high school with was uh, he was the same way. Could not get his fingers across. I'd be hanging out at his house. I would be playing, you know, drumsticks on his bed, and he'd be playing guitar. And he would throw that thing at least fifty percent of the time, just missing notes. So I know exactly where you're at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. So um, tell us, uh, you know, you spent some time in the military. We, of course, want to thank you for that first and foremost. Uh, anybody that serves hey, our country, you, uh, you know. Oh, Absolutely. We really appreciate it. Anybody that serves our country deserves nothing but thanks. Um, tell us a little bit about your time spent over there, and did some of that stuff inspire your future music? Yeah, so um, 
you know, my military career was pretty, it was short lived and, you know, it was about six years long. And at least for me, that was short lived. Uh, that's good. That's a good amount of time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but you know, my military career was, I don't know. It was, it was just the idea of getting my, you, you spend a lot of time bored in, 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 when I was in the Navy, you spend a lot of time bored. So, you know, when you're staring at nothing all day long, you, you tend to pen some lyrics you tend to want to write some stuff down. And so that was what I, that was what got me through a lot of the really lame, boring times. But, uh, um, no, I, you know, the military got me out of a, got me out of a bad place. You know, was, my dad just passed away and, and, you know, where I was from didn't exactly, it wasn't churning out Harvard graduates. So, right. uh, you know, I, I, needed an escape and, and the military offered me that escape. I also wanted to do the most difficult thing that I could possibly do um, to get my mind off the grief that I was experiencing at the time. And the Navy offered that. And so, uh, you know, I picked up a contract to go train with SEALs down in, in San Diego. And uh, that was a really enjoyable experience. Yeah. Um, do you know, so, like, could you say one or two songs that you actually wrote while you were serving? Or like just pieces uh, of, song, of songs. So part of drowning was actually written. Written. Uh, it's on. It's on the EP. Part of drowning was actually on. Written on board a uh, a ship in the middle of the Persian Gulf, and wow. so. Um, yeah, it was it was a pretty basic song back then. In fact, I actually did a studio recording of it. Uh, I did a studio recording of that song. You know, full band, and. Uh, my label ended up going out of business and the owner was indicted for something crazy, but, uh, oh. and I think he's in prison. I think he's in prison now, but, uh, <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it just, yeah, that, 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 that was the framework of the song drowning that's on the, the album. It was definitely written in the military. Okay. That's pretty cool. It definitely makes sense. First. I, mean, I was, I was in the Navy on a <laughs> yeah. ship and I wrote a song about drowning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now in the middle of the ocean, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure all your shipmates are like, I think this guy's planning something big. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, we played uh, we played one of your songs. We got another song to play later on uh, in the night. Um, so tell us a little something about the, the new EP, where some of the inspiration for the songs came, um, and tell us maybe you know what's on your mind for the future album. Yeah, so I have already started writing songs for my next album. It's probably going to come out late next year. Um, it, uh, yeah, it's going to actually be, it's going to be a lot more guitar heavy um, than this one. Uh, there's going to be some electric stuff on there. I love playing cool. electric guitar. Um, so I definitely, I, I don't know what I'm going to call it yet. There's just, there's only a couple songs that are written right now, and and I'm hoping to. Uh, yeah, finish out, flesh out. Probably, I'll probably write about thirty songs for that for that album, and I'll probably whittle that down to probably ten. Wow! Wow! So, yeah, you know, you just it's it's like baseball. You know, you, you have a bunch of people cry out, and you throw away the bad ones. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you save you save these supposed bad ones in a little bit of a farm system down the line when you become famous and you kick out these archives. So that makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, what kind of shows have you played lately? I've seen that you uh, 
are getting out a little bit, playing some shows. Uh, what's like some of the sure. bigger places you played, and what's some of your favorite places that you played so far? So some of my favorite places I played were actually uh, like house concerts. Like you know, we nice. have somebody that you know really has a nice piece of property or something like that, and we'll bring we'll bring uh, uh, you know probably. 35, 40 people out and they'll, they'll pay a small cover at the door, maybe three bucks, five, three, five bucks. And, and, uh, you know, there's probably two acoustic artists that play and, you know, we split the, split the take and, you know, we feed everybody and, you know, that's, that's, those are good time. Those are, those are, uh, yeah, those are a really good time. I really enjoy those because they, there's a really close, there's a closeness to them. You know, there's, there's people are listening, they're enjoying it. And, and then there was one I played, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and it was just, it was like one of the loudest bars I've ever played in. And I was like desperately trying to <laughs> sing over, you know, all the talking and yelling. And, yeah. and then they were talking louder because I was singing louder. And then it just like oh. was this never ending try to one upmanship between me and the audience. <laughs> and I was just like, walked away. I was like, I, I don't know. Maybe I should re- reevaluate playing here again. Oh, man. No, but that's cool yeah, that you, you like, you know, like the intimate setting. Um, so besides John Mayer, who would you like to maybe just collaborate with? Would it be like Ed Sheeran oh. or it would be. Yeah. Okay. A- yeah, anyone? definitely. Uh, I would, you know, I'd love to meet, I'd love to meet uh, some of the, I'd love to meet maybe like somebody like Eric Clapton. That guy's so, yeah. he's yeah. so out, like he's like little light years away, but I'd love to meet somebody like him. I'd love to sit and chat with him and, but like a lot of the artists that I know and love, you know, a lot of them are dying off, you know, and, and it's, yeah. it's really sad too, you know, and it, it's, it's, uh, yeah, there's just so many of them that, that you know, BB King died, you know, and, yeah. and I really wanted to meet him someday. Chuck Berry died, you know, and I was yeah. really, I was a big fan of Chuck Berry. And so it makes me sad, you know, and one of my favorite, favorite artists is Queen, you know, Freddie Mercury, and he's, he's gone, yeah. you know. Yeah. And Prince so, just recently, it's crazy. Yeah, Prince. Yeah, and, and you know, and by the way, I should say that Prince was just an absolutely phenomenal guitar player. Yes, we have talked about that here several times on the show. Very underrated, and uh, you know, you can again, yeah, in your music, as you can hear different inspirations. You know, the more we mention these names, the more I kind of hear some of that within your mm-hmm. music. That's very cool. Yeah, you know, like I said, definitely a, a wide range of stuff. We really like the music. Um, <laughs> let's say uh, what kind of tour would you like are you a stadium guy would you like to maybe do festivals would you like to do more intimate settings what's like your ideal uh, dream concert well it depends I mean do you guys have a hookup on uh, on one of them yes we do maybe, maybe sell out a stadium <laughs> maybe the intimate ones yeah we got the intimate yeah. stuff down the side down here in Philly but you, know, you gotta come out to Philadelphia and see it which we would love but. <laughs> hey why not why not um, as long as somebody has to have a place to stay, I'll sleep out there. Heck yeah, that's like. Jeff has a very nice basement. Yeah, you got, got the basement. You got the, the sounds so creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I'm open to anything. I'll play anywhere. I don't care. Yeah, it's uh, if a place is offered, you know, if it's a place is offering me a place to play, um, you know, I am, I am. Uh, honored and privileged to, to take, to, to play, to play there, you know. That's very cool. Definitely. I, I wouldn't turn down a stadium gig or, or a house party or anything like that. It'd be, I'd play, 
play any place. Remember that house party thing? That you know that could come up in the near future. We'll fly you out to Philly. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take you up on that. We better keep in touch. Oh yeah, so yeah. I mean, we become family once you get one run on this show. You know, we we stay close to the guests. We have great people. Um, so, like a couple of years down the line, where do you hope the music takes you? Uh, how big do you think it can get? And uh, how big do you want it to get? How far would you like to go? Uh, well, my ultimate goal, I have one specific goal in mind, and it's to headline at the Gorge Amphitheater here in here in Washington State. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous place, and it's where I met my guitar idol, and and uh, that's where I would love to uh, I would love to headline there and sell it out. That's that's my uh, that's I have to define success for myself, and that's what it would be. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. It's great to have an idea yeah. too of what you like. Um, yeah, you're from the Washington area. I'm, I mean, is is this is the Seattle sound still there, or is there a new wave of Seattle sound? What, what's it like out there? What's the music scene in the Washington area? Yeah, so the Seattle area is definitely still booming. It's uh, for music, and there's a lot of great musicians, a lot of really cool sound. Uh, it's not. The grunge mu- movement really isn't here anymore, but uh, there's still a lot of a lot of really cool stuff that's coming out. There's a lot of great acoustic artists, especially some of the places I've played. Um, there's this one uh, there's this one female artist that just she's just absolutely phenomenal, and, and I, I, I she told me not to mention her on the, on any radio shows because I kept What's wanting to plug name? her name and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I kept I keep wanting to plug plug her, and she won't she won't let me spit her name out or anything like that. So, um, but yeah, she's she's phenomenal, and and you know that's a problem too. Like, I've met a lot of musicians that were just absolutely fantastic, and they they're one of their biggest like bragging points is that they don't promote themselves. And I'm like, well, how do you expect to make it in the music industry if you're not if you're not uh, yeah. if you're not promoting yourself? You're just that's gonna <laughs> wither away and die. Like uh, yeah, like a lot of musicians do. That's a little odd. It's definitely not the Philadelphia scene. I mean, people whore themselves out around here like crazy. <laughs> you can yeah. they're like all up in your face <laughs> up here. I mean, every corner you turn, you got a flyer or a, a, an ad or something somewhere. So uh, you know, but it's cool though. It's cool to stay undertone. Um, how do you consider yourself? Do you like the undertone? Do you like to be up in everybody's face, telling them what you got to offer? You know, I. I am a businessman at heart. Uh, I actually hold a finance degree from the University of Washington over here, and so oh, terrific. you know, during some during my degree, you know, we, we really we talked about uh, you know we talked about marketing and the importance of marketing and everything like that. So I I'm absolutely the uh, hey listen to this, and uh, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm definitely one of the guys that like oh what are you doing on your phone there? Or, and they'll be like uh, nothing, just listen to music. I'm like oh okay cool hey check out this guy. His yeah. name's Philip Broussard, and uh, you should listen to him. And they'd be like, oh, do you know this guy? I'd be like, nah. No. Never heard of him? <laughs> that's good, though. I I that's great you. that you have that background. And, I mean, it, it just kind of comes with the territory, and if you're not afraid to put it out there. Like, my perspective is it's already out, so you might as well let people enjoy it. And your music exactly. is great, so it should be enjoyed. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And it was just awesome having you on, and your and your songs are great, so... Thank you. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely do love it. Uh, the uh, the EP, again, uh, the acoustic is called Wavelength. came out November 18th. It is absolutely amazing. Uh, Philip, you're a very classy guy, very intelligent, well-spoken. We've had an amazing time with you, and we're going to play another one of your songs after we let you go. Um, of course, the invitation's out to you. Want to do it again sometime? 
Absolutely, like, without a doubt. I would, I would take, I would, I'd be back on your show tomorrow if, uh, if you had the uh, <laughs> spot opening. You guys Keep are awesome. Keep that in mind. Thank you. We might hit you up like once a week. We love having guests. <laughs> Just good. let us know Sounds when good. you have new music coming out. We'll we'll debut it for you. Yeah, we'll debut Sounds it. We'll, what uh, we'll play it. What here. song are you gonna play? Uh oh, so hard. Let me uh check the list. I, I I downloaded a few. It's gonna be Best Friend. That's gonna be the next one coming up. Okay. Yeah, that one's actually that. one of the more popular ones. Excellent. So before we play it, if you want to give us a little background on it, so. Uh, yeah, tell us a little inspiration is, behind that yeah. song. Sure, that song is 100% about my dad losing somebody close to you. Uh-huh. And, okay. uh, you know, if and there's, I mean, really, I tell people, if you, when you listen to that song, I want you to think about the person that means the most to you in your life. And I want you to wow. think about what it would feel like to lose that person. Um, you know, and just let the guitar speak to you. Just let the, just let the song kind of tug on those heartstrings because I think that's exactly why I wrote it. Oh, I got chills. <laughs> Dude, that's very I didn't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you asked. Because, yeah, I'm glad you asked. This way we can get a little background on that song before we play it. And that's amazing. Uh, Philip, again, uh, you're the kind of guy we root for, man. You're awesome. Again, we thank you for <laughs> serving time for our country and, and making great music. And we're going to hear more from you. We guarantee it. Phil Broussard, ladies and gentlemen. Phil, thanks for uh, stopping by. Have a great holiday season as well. You too. Thank you again. Again, it was an honor and a privilege. I mean that. Likewise. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye now. Bye. Wow, that, that's a nice guy. A generally nice guy. Uh, has his, his mind and heart in the right place when it comes to music. A lot of good inspirations. Uh, his dad, and I know exactly what he's talking about. I do a lot of things that remind me of my dad and I uh, ways I cook and way I do things. And of course, Christmas coming up, I think of my dad a lot. And Really awesome. That's great stuff. What an excellent, excellent interview. You know, um, we get some people on, like Philip, and uh, me and you were talking about it, Joel. Uh, you know, you, you read his bio, and you're like, all right, let me put this together in some questions. But it goes beyond that. As soon as you start talking to him, the, the bio and everything you write down kind of goes right out the window because you get a natural feel. Here's a guy that really has stories to tell. He's got his mindset on where his all inspirations come from, and it makes it perfect. Mm-hmm. What do you think? How great is that interview? Of course. No, he was wonderful. I'm so happy he came on. His songs are great. And, yeah, he was very easy to talk to. I, I threw my notes out the window, too. So, um, <laughs> excuse me. I love interviews like that. And, um, yeah, very, very crazy dude. I'm sorry. I'm, like, <clears throat> very sick over here. But, uh, nah. yeah, thank you, Philip, <laughs> once again for coming on. And not only that, I mean, uh, I'm a little jealous of having him on because he's got this voice that sounds like this. Like, he's got the perfect radio voice. And here I am all Don't high and whining. Thank you, Philip. So uh, he's got a great voice, and it, and it it plays off in his music. And I and I you know, I know sometimes it sounds like you're kind of being a homer because they're on your show, but I like his guitar style. I like his music. Uh, and now we've got one with a very deep inspiration. It's probably going to be one of the ones I keep and and I think about on my ups and down times. The song is called Best Friend. It's right. Tonight's guest, Philip Broussard. Uh, it's about four minutes and 45 seconds. So there's plenty to enjoy. Listen into it, and we'll be back in a few minutes. We'll cover some more topics. We'll let Jewel blow her nose and maybe get out of call for two while she's under the weather. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back shortly. Enjoy this. I'm very looking forward to this song. Best Friend by Philip Broussard. As soon as the button clicks. <laughs> Sorry about that. Here we go. 
blink of an eye in heaven is a thousand years on earth. It feels like a thousand years since you left this place, and I'd do anything just to see your face again. I know I never told you enough how much you meant to me. If I could do it all over again, you'd hear it every day. But there's no going back. Those mistakes are in the Many times could I have said that you're my best friend? How many days could I have spent getting you to comprehend? This life is going to end, and I'd be without you.
deep, emotional. Like I said, the wavelength, all the way up and all the way down. Different varieties of songs. Wavelength is the AP, uh, the EP that came out November 18th by our guest tonight, Mr. Philip Broussard. And we thank Philip again for taking the time to come out. We thank him for that great song. And, and one day, Jewel, maybe like after a year or two of The Stoop, we're going to do like a little retrospect videos of you and I hanging out and doing the show to that song in the background. How great would that be? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Because uh, every Monday and Wednesday night for whatever we do, hour, hour and a half, two hours, depending, Jewel's like my best friend. Aw. Oh, you're Same, one of the best. buddy. Thank you so much. It's so <laughs> great to, to spend time uh, here with you and doing it the way we do it. We've built, in my opinion, such an amazing rapport. And the more I talk to people, the more they uh, they say how they enjoy it. And we're getting listeners and people are tuning in. Me and Jewel have built a uh, kind of a family thing here, if you will. And uh, I'm a little choked up <laughs> after that. <laughs> that was that was a pretty strong song, as you said. And uh, yeah, you know, yeah, thinking about like I said, the holiday season, thinking about you know loving people and and being with people, and like I said, thinking about the the great times I have here with, with Jewel and uh, great times I have with family and friends, meeting guests, meeting people. Terrific. That song was dead on. It was perfect for tonight. Because uh, we all have uh, we all have things. We all have times that we need people, and I just want to let everybody that I'm friends with, and my family, and everybody that I'm I'm around. If you need me, I'm around. Oh, that's very and nice. I know. Thank you very much. It doesn't happen often, so don't get too used to it. But nah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just you know. Christmas time. It does that though. I I I really do. I cry at the drop of a hat <laughs> during this time. I cry <laughs> commercials, <sighs> everything. So everything's getting me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie, that uh, that tune had me a little uh, choked up. I was feeling it in a good way, though. And like you know, and like Phil said, and he's dead on. Um, it's a wavelength. It's different emotions. It's you, know, you go all the way up, you go all the way down, and different things are gonna happen. It makes us real, you know. Yes, absolutely. That's people, people, people are people. So why should it be that you and I should get along so awfully? You like that? Like how I dropped that in there? Awfully. That was a Depeche Mode. Oh. People are people. Yeah, you were still. Uh, you were, I don't even think you were in diapers yet. I didn't think you were, yeah, I didn't think you were born yet. So. Oh, yeah. Showing my age. Which I love to do. I love showing my age here on the stoop. I love showing uh, that I'm an old fart. And I try <laughs> to fit in with the kids, so it's all okay. You do good with the kids, though. The younger guest uh, and you really hit it off. Uh, you know what it is? I, the the female vibe seems to soothe like uh, even with with phil tonight starts off when we're talking and then jules like hi hi and he's like well hello <laughs> it changes it that's why it's good to have guy girl sorry yeah, it's no no it's perfect Never. i love it <clears throat> i was afraid it was going to be squeaking all over the place hi. but no he, he was great <laughs> i feel like peter brady tonight sheesh <laughs> good evening yeah. i like that voice he's got a, <clears throat> definitely has a voice um so let's hit up the Golden <gasps> Globe nominee. Oh my Whoa. God! Oh my God! Where? No way! Uh, breaking news! Breaking, breaking news. news! I found. All right, last year I swore that my cell phone was stolen because we went to Miller's Langhorn, and and I brought it out, and I, I had a couple drinks. Oh my God! And my brother-in-law just found it because 
you know, we're up here all the time at Christmas time. I f- he freaking found my old phone. You know how many pictures Yay. of the baby? Oh my god, this is like months and months of. I'm so happy right now. That just made made my year. Wow. <sighs> At least something good. <laughs> it had like a shot of cold the syrup show. in it, the too. Show. For, that, for that few moments, you like leaped, leaped out of your skin there. That's pretty awesome. I thought Friends, he'd give me a, like a phone for like a phone call, and here it is, my lost phone. It's just, it's important because I would have lost like so many, and uh, like moms, you know, like you lose so many months and months of pictures with your kid, and I didn't have a backup because I'm stupid. But oh my God, I'm so happy that came back to my life. Congratulations! It's the stoop, it's the stoop Christmas, the stoop it's Christmas the miracle. Stoop Christmas. It's a stoop <laughs> Christmas miracle. Wow, the power of the stoop. Phil Broussard sleeping in my basement and playing live shows in Philly, and Jewel finding herself in. It's amazing. So what great. Need <laughs> now I'm smiling. <laughs> you I are. Was, I was just crying. Yeah, I'm smiling. <laughs> it's a shame that, like, um, you know, it is a shame that we don't do like a a, a video portion of this show because if the world would have seen your face light up, that really was a kid on Christmas. You had to see your face, <laughs> right? Uh, Mike was going to buy me a new cell phone for Christmas. Now he doesn't have to because I have my old trusty, rusty one from last year. <laughs> Oops! And it just fell out the window. So it looks like she oh, still needs no. a new phone for Christmas. Her plunk. I want to do that. Because <laughs> I know Mike's listening. No, I can't. That's awesome. Get me, get me something else shiny. I'll be happy. Like some, um, some silverware. Right. Some and barberware. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. I love finding stuff. You know, and I'm a, you know, a, a bit of a pat rack, a pat rack, rat, a pack rat can't well. That was horrible. Let's start. The, let's start the story again. I love finding stuff because I'm a bit of a pack rat myself, and I like to. I got like memorabilia boxes and boxes of crap, and I found one of my old cell phones from like ten years ago. One of the old oh pay to go ones. Yeah, I had like a pay to go. Yeah. Thing, and uh, it's better than I plugged it in. All it does is turns different colors, so it obviously blew out, but still kind of neat to find that stuff. I wish, like, I don't know, I, I keep finding old cell phones, but I don't have the chargers for the old cell phones, so I can't, like, yeah. look and see the messages, like, ooh, what was I doing that year, you know? Yeah. And, like, like, on the pictures, Ugh. but I, I still have them saved, so maybe one day. I know there's, like, a, a multi-charger, like, you know, could charge anything, but I don't know. We'll see. I was going to ask you, though. We should do like what was the worst gift you ever got? Wow, that you, you can... do that right now? I just like real quick, because I know mine. Even though <laughs> I, I asked for it, <laughs> well, impromptu. So I guess we'll start with you, and I'll think of mine. The worst gift you ever received. Um. So I asked for it though, but I didn't like. I didn't want this over other gifts i just saw i'm like oh that'd be neat to have it was a yoshi blade given to me <laughs> by my boyfriend <laughs> and wow. i almost used it on him <laughs> what are you giving me a knife for christmas for it's a knife wow yeah that that sort of does lack romantic <laughs> um outtones. well 
Um, he's just that thoughtful that he listens to me. Like he knows every single little thing that I want. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the, uh, wow. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, the, you know, when you have relatives and you know, you always get the sweater that doesn't fit or I, I honestly, God, this is horrible. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, cannot Something think of the worst Christmas gift I ever got. Unusable? Unusable? Okay. I, well, I definitely have gotten the sweaters that don't fit. Okay. Very unattractive, unfitting sweaters. So, you know, they get worked into the mix, I guess. So, that works. Um, now, now I'm trying to think of the best Christmas gift. I, I get blank sometimes when I start, you know, going back in history. Yeah. I know the best gift I ever gave, uh, and I'm going to ask you why I have you here, because when the time came, first of all, every year, me and my best friend do a little Christmas, uh, kind of a night out. We go out, we do a little shopping, mm-hmm. and uh, we end that shopping, usually with uh, some beers, and we usually end up at Pizzeria Uno up in, uh, in the Chamonix, and uh, two of the bartenders there, uh, one is a girl that I've I've known for a long time. I'm, I'm friends with her. And one is a girl that I just know from there. And uh, a couple of years back, uh, we went up there and I was telling him how I'm getting engaged for Christmas Eve. And uh, I bought my uh, now wife her engagement ring. Uh, and we we're discussing it. And one girl called it the biggest cop out. Like it's a cop out for Christmas gifts to give an engagement ring. Do you buy that? Like, why is it a cop out? Well, wait a minute. Did you give her other gifts, or was that your only gift? It was pretty much the only gift. And at the time, we uh, we were still fairly new to our house. We even kind of said we weren't really doing gifts. We said, let's do small things. And it worked out perfect because how I did this was I got a bunch of small little boxes. And in each box, I put letters and a letter with a clue, and it you know, spelled out the words. It said, you know, Cassie, will you marry me? And she opened up the boxes and kind of spelled it out. So it was more of a, a neat thing the way it was done. Aww. But yeah, that was, that was the only gift. And But to me, maybe that's, I'm going to call that the best Christmas gift I ever got. Because the look on her face, the fact that she actually said yes to this dope. Uh, we both cried. I'm not going to lie. I cried. A little bit. That's little so tears sweet. came out. It, it, it's a wonderful moment. You know, um, marriage nowadays has changed. It's, it means less to people. And I'm not saying that to be me. It means a lot to me. Uh, it means less to people. And even if it ends in divorce or whatever happens, it's still a magic moment when somebody agrees uh, to marry you and you, you face life uh, head on and a new future. And, you know, so to me, I commitment. That. That was, <clears throat> I thought it was a beautiful gift to both of us. And yeah. you know what? I, I can, I don't know. I mean, I guess I get their argument, but I don't know. That's all I've been asking for the past, over <laughs> many years, and I would, it would definitely like not be disappointed. See, our our nine year anniversary is on the twenty second of December. We we met. Well, that's like the anniversary of when we met. So we met like right before Christmas, and um, yeah. So we're gonna have a cool date night, and um, yeah. But it's funny because the first year we got together or we met actually, yeah. I uh, I. You know, it's like the three-day rule. So I met him on the 22nd. Yes. And I'm like, I'm like waiting, you know. 
like waiting. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's like Christmas. You know what I mean? I don't think he called me. <laughs> until, no, I don't think he texted me, texted me like until the 27th or something. And then we went out for New Year's. But that whole like Christmas, I'm like, oh, is he going to call? Did he forget about me because it's Christmas and he's busy? <laughs> so I don't know. I just love the season and our anniversary being that. And now you have the Christmas Eve. That's when you propose like that's your thing. So it's like Christmas and love and oh, love it all. It's all great. It is. It's fantastic. That's a good story. A couple of days before Christmas. The three-day rule didn't really uh, apply to us. Like I said, I met, um, I actually re-met. I knew Cassie when she was young through friends, and then I hadn't seen her for years. And then um, the night of Thanksgiving, we went to that restaurant. She was our waitress. I remembered the face. Um, so I met her Thanksgiving, and then she pretty much Facebook messaged me the next day. and was like, hey, come out, which I didn't. Because it was late at night. She was at, a, she was at her high school reunion, and I could say this on the air. She was pretty drunk, and she messaged me, like, "Come hang out." And I'm thinking, yeah, if I come hang out, it's not going to end well. <laughs> it's just it would end it badly. And I think you know, let's save it for a time when uh, we're both ready to do it. And then, uh, God, I think it was like a week later. We had, our first date was at the Iron Abbey. Hmm. I love the I love the Iron Abbey. There's a cheap plug: the Iron Abbey in the uh, Worsham. Corsham? Is it nice? It's wonderful. Uh, if you got to be a craft beer fan. It's a very okay. exotic, like, high-line craft beers. You actually have a, a beer store upstairs. The food is phenomenal. Matter of fact, it's connected to um, Nebraska. I don't looking know. like you might... It, okay, anyway, Nebraska is kind of like one of those oikity steakhouses where they bring out the big skewers of meat and they just Ooh. keep slapping on your plate. Oh, my God, yeah. So, I mean, it's a little pricey, but it's so very good. As a matter of fact, me and her got to gotta hit that sometime. We had one on the cruise ship. Oh, you can eat meat. And uh, it's like six servings of meat. Cassie threw up the, the white flag at a bit, about four servings. <laughs> and about six. After six, I put the little done thing down. I'm finished. And the lady comes over and says, I'm so disappointed in both of you. I was pretty disappointed in myself. That's a lot of meat. That's awesome. Yeah, I the, always want to go to one of those places. It looks so I tell you what, if, uh, much fun. If you and Mike ever want to do it, we will we'll go with it. We're down for that. Hell yeah. Oh, um, oh, Jeff, yeah. I, I didn't tell you about my Thursday night. I saw oh, Mr. Right. House Sparks. Yes. Oh, my House God. Sparks. You get to see it. Very regretful. Tell us a little bit about it, because Hal was on our show a few weeks back. You met him. Took a great picture with him. Tell us about the show. Tell us a little bit about Hal. It's awesome. Yeah, he was at Helium Nightclub, and unfortunately, I got caught into work during the weekend, so I, I wanted to make the Thursday show, I mean, anyway, because he said it was going to be crazy, but we were trying to plan it for Friday, but stuff didn't work out. So went Thursday to Helium, and I tell you what, the host was super funny. Like, I have to get that guy's information because he killed it. He was very hysterical, and then he had another funny lady open up for him, and and then he came on, and, you know, Mike doesn't really know, like, he's obviously, you know, not a super fan like I am. But, I mean, he knows him from this and that, but not really a lot of his material. We were both crying, laughing. He was so funny. Like, all of his jokes were just hitting. Like, it was just, it was great. He was hilarious. And it was, like, current material, like he was talking about, 
I don't know, the California Fires and Harvey Weinstein, and it was just really funny. And not that Harvey Weinstein's funny, but he did it in a way. He's like, see, I could joke, about- joke about it in a way that's not, like, offensive. Put it that way. Like, he was busting on the guy. And then he he went around the stage, and he went up to the front to, like, meet everyone. And he was so nice. I was about – I was, like, I was like the second person in line. And this little lady was in front of me. She's like, I love you. I saw you ten times, and you're my favorite. <laughs> and he just, like, he held her little body, and he was, like, hugging her. And he was like, oh, thank you so much. And then I was like, yo, hell, we have to get a picture. He's like, oh, Stoop Radio. He's like, thank you, guys. And I was like, dude, thank you. You were great. Thank you so much. Yeah. And his set was great. And then, yeah, we got a picture. And I crossed one off the bucket list because – he is great. I love meeting the people I like, and they're so nice, especially our That's guests. Very they're cool. just all great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I was very sad we didn't get to go. Um, Thursday was uh, a little foggy for me, so we, <laughs> we didn't get to do it Thursday. And then Friday, uh, and my work schedule is grueling for anybody who knows me outside of you know this, this show. This is the fun stuff. The stuff I do during the day just kills me, and Friday I just was not feeling it. felt lousy. Saturday it snowed. And uh, the wife had a commitment anyway that she had already set up, so we, we did not get to see it. I'm regretful because I do love Hat Sparks. I think he's hilarious. Uh, but like I said, when you had him on the show, he's a little bit of everything. Like he did, um, you know, he does all kind of comedy stuff, but he also did the um, Queer as Folk. Queer as Folk? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, you know, he's very, he's got a great range, and he told us about it. And the band. And, uh, and the band, he's got a band uh, with a great song. Um and you can check that out. You can check out that archived episode. Check out. Go to blogtalkradio.com and search The Stoop. And you can see our archived episodes. Or go on our Facebook page, Stoop Radio Network. And, you know, there's always a listing I always post. Or just, you know, find us on Twitter at The Stoop Radio 1. There's always ways and to find archived now. shows. I'm sorry? The House Sparks interview. They we have one interview on YouTube right now, and it's the House Sparks interview. I'm oh, working yeah, on the others. It'll be up this Excellent. week. Yeah, we do. Uh, again, yeah, Jules bringing them back to YouTube. We did that in the past. We're doing it again, bringing the interview portion to YouTube. So you can check out House Sparks on YouTube. Search the stoop, House Sparks, and find it there. It's worth it. We do good interviews. I think we're a great yep. interviewist. Yes, the ones for Tom I, Cruise. I agree. If it wasn't for Tom Cruise, I would have been the lead in interview. Uh, interview was that of the Vampire? Never mind, I blew that. Anyway, that joke sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and I can gladly say that show that that joke sucked. So uh, we went a little bit away from topics, and I don't know. I'm having fun though. I'm having fun, kind of free yeah. it. Can we Joe do Bay, uh, these great topics? What's up? Oh, it's okay. I was going to say mm-hmm. if we could sneak in there, but should we? Well, I'm waiting until the end. I'm just so excited. <laughs> No, so go ahead. You can, uh, <laughs> you can sneak it in right now. Go ahead. Let us let us know what we're talking. Oh, you're talking about our, our guest. Yeah. Guest announcement. We do have a guest announcement. I know how we told you on the 18th. It seemed like we were not going to have anybody. But again, the the student is becoming a teacher as Jewel just gets to the grind, and she gets us great artists. Tell us about who we got coming up. On the Guys, I'm so excited because I I saw this guy live a couple months ago, and he was great. Um, he was at the Token Show, and he's going on his 
own tour this month. So I think it's the end of this month. Jersey Zone, Ren Thomas. This guy, he's freaking good. It's like hardcore rap. He's just really good. I'm very excited. He's going to be on the 18th. We're going to play a couple of songs off his latest mixtape. So <clears throat> very, very excited for that one. And then in January, we have oh, January 8th. Oh, yeah. Want to say it? Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep saying it. Go ahead. You're on, you're on a roll. Oh, my God. I sound like crap. Um, The Dead South. Oh, who yeah. My whole family has been singing this song. They're like, who, what is that song? I'm like, they're going to be on the suit. I'm so excited. Yep. Dead South. Check them out. Oh, my God. In Hell, Good Company. I am so excited for these guys. They're huge. Ren Thomas is huge. I'm just... Uh, and they're both like on the brink of like big tours and big things coming out. I'm just I'm super pumped. I'm like getting flushed talking about it. <laughs> the Dead South is very very exciting. Uh, check them out if you're listening in. Check out the Dead South. These guys are are great. Uh, one of my friends uh, from Virginia Beach, young lady named Rebecca. Um, she's actually a very big fan, and I met her through uh, my friend Tim that lives out there, and. Uh, I looked at their Facebook page and it said, you know, you know, it says, you know, certain friends like this. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, said, you know, Rebecca likes the dead sound. So I messaged her and she's like, oh, my God, have them say my name. Give me an autograph. <laughs> give me a T-shirt. And it's, it's very cool when you get uh, people like that coming on your show that some people are so familiar with. And I've been listening and I like it. My wife likes it. They're, they're fun. Fun band. Good stuff. Cool. Well, that's, a, that's a Mike, Mike Devlin fine. I have to give him credit because he showed me them, and I couldn't have been happier because now we're we're going to be on the stoop. So excited. January 8th. Very cool. See, we do things for our significant others. You know, you got the Dead, the dead South on for Mike, and I got um, Steve Howie on twice for my wife because she's a Steve <laughs> Howie and shameless junkie. We're looking out for you. We try. Very cool. We try. So why why we're on the topic of it? Let's get into some guest announcements. Um, of course, tonight Philip Broussard, we thank him for coming on. He was awesome. We come back Wednesday, Hump Day. We do a Hump Day episode, and this is one that Jewel is so pumped for, and I'm getting pretty pumped for it. And it's back the Philly sound. It's Vita and the Wolf. Ow! This is gonna be, yeah, this is gonna be a goodie. Uh, we're actually trying to sprinkle in. Um, I know it's small time stuff, but that's the way we do it. So we're trying to do some stoop music shows. Uh, we got a local bar or two with some stage talking about having some people on. So we're trying to get some of the stoop bands to play there and maybe do some stoop nights and uh, come out and meet us and we'll meet you and you can check out some of these great bands. Uh, starting out with the 13th, it's Vita and the Wolf. They're going to be on the stoop. We're going to play some songs from them. We're going to talk about their career. Very excited. We love the local artists. We love playing their music. Uh, December 18th, as Jewel just mentioned, Ren Thomas. For the hardcore rap fans, we're going to do a little rap here on the stoop. If I'd done country and I did blues tonight, I could do rap. I could do everything here. I'm multi oh, Yeah. So excited for our first hip hop, like, since I've been on here. Like, oh. Yeah. Like, I really, I, I was really excited. Yeah. Oh. I, I got hip with the hip hop. I said that Christmas and Hollis was on my Christmas yeah, song. That counts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that hardly counts. That's uh, <laughs> bubblegum popcorn stuff. Uh, but, yeah, Ren Thomas on the 18th. On the 20th, 
We get behind the scenes of Married with Children. Very excited. We're going to get some inside scoop and skinny on one of the most controversial and flat-out dysfunctional shows of all time. A young lady by the name of Juliet Tablek, uh, who was on the show, and she played uh, Amber. She's going to be on on the, on the 20th. Looking very forward to that. She's been out of the uh, Hollywood scene for a while, so I'm very excited to find out what she's been up to, what it was like being on Married with Children, about the character, and all that good stuff. That's December 20th. Juliet Tablek comes on the studio. On the 25th, of course, we've got this little thing called Christmas, so we won't be here. <laughs> uh, January 10th, we go some more country. Very lovely young lady, and she's starting to make waves, too, real quickly. Starting to see a lot of her all over the Internet. Brianna... James will be on the stoop. Yes. I'm going to play some stuff with her, talk to her about her uh, quickly rising career. Very excited for that. January 8th, I'm sorry I went backwards. January 8th, as I just mentioned, the Dead South, definitely worthwhile. I definitely want to check them guys on the 8th and, and the 10th, Brianna James. And on the 15th, actress Sarah Minich. The new show is Godless. And she's going to be on the 15th. So uh, we got some stuff coming up. We're going to be busy beavers. Big stuff. I'm so excited. Big. Um, I'm very excited. Um, yeah, I can hardly. I'm really, really amped up for the Dead South. Uh, they got tons of followers. Over a hundred thousand followers on Twitter. Over a hundred thousand followers on Facebook. Uh, they look uh, Amish. <laughs> very cool Canadian band. They do. Um, From Canada. Yeah. They look Amish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they play like banjos and it's it's fun music. Really, it's fun. It's gonna be a great time. Looking I so wish far. we could we play this song, but yeah, we'll, we'll play that song for you on the 8th, but yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, we'll play it for you. Uh, hang tight, it'll come on, and then we'll probably play it every single episode from that point on, because I love it that much. <laughs> that could be our lead-in song. That'd be great. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, we're going to change things up, new lead-in songs. <laughs> Jules whistling under the weather, poor thing. She's trying. <laughs> Awesome. Um, through. Don't worry, Joel. We're gonna we're gonna cut you loose shortly. I know we had a lot of topics. We cut them short, but we're kind of free will tonight and having a grand old time with it. So, but yeah, we get excited. Works. It works. You know, sometimes the best script is the one you don't write. I just made that up. That's words to live by. <laughs> you can use it as your sign off tonight if you can remember. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh my God! Me and my niece were watching Beauty and the What the hell did they say? They were like, "A moment doesn't take away from forever." Or some. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Oh my God! <laughs> Somebody like writes it for you, and you still can't get it. Come forever, on! Forever can wait for for a moment or something. <laughs> wow, that that really really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's my sign off. Uh, I mean, we're talking about loving, we're talking about being <laughs> friendly to people, and then Jewel gives me that piece of shit. <laughs> I call it. Stop that throwing stuff at me. Stop it. Stop it. I'll, <sighs> I'll save the, the good stuff later. I still got the guitar here. <laughs> I'm going to play a little song. Phil Broussard inspired me to learn some music, so here we go. Ooh, ugh. Good. You tuned, her name is Jewel, and her sign-offs suck. <clears throat> I may be good, but 
Was she that lucky? There we go. That's uh, that's the Jewel Tavy Stoop song. Yeah, I, I have no you idea. Said you'd and never I, sing. <laughs> oh my God, that was absolutely terrible. And I feel bad because you know I asked Phil how it's like to just pick up a guitar and start playing. He's like, oh, you know, you get dedicated and you learn a song, and I'm like. I can never do it. Meanwhile, like five minutes later, he's like, if you can't figure it out, you're not trying. I'm like, no, I'm not trying. <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> you're an idiot. You suck. You obviously are not trying. That was the worst song I've ever heard. That actually was pretty bad. I can tell you my know how many first... times? Huh? Yeah, go ahead. No, what'd you say? <laughs> I, said, I can tell by my first stroke of the guitar how bad it was. Jules' face just like dropped. You're like, oh. <laughs> it's not even tuned, dude. All right. Come on now. <laughs> I have a ukulele somewhere. Oh, look. Right here. Ukulele! Here we go. Wait. I have, like, two-inch nails, everyone. That's what my next point was. Like, I've tried to learn the guitar so many times, but I cannot give up my nails. Like, I just love my nails too much, so. Two-inch nails? That would be awesome if you got a midget... (laughs) cover band of nine-inch nails and call them two-inch nails, <laughs> two inch nails. that is actually really cool. Oh Anybody out there, we're calling on all midgets, and we're not being rude <laughs> by that term. Yeah, that's what they're called, midgets are little people. Calling on all little people that have musical talent and can sing like Trent Reznor, you're going to be part of our new stoop band, Two-Inch Nails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're really not two-inch nails. They're, they're about... Uh, they're, they're long. I'll say that. <laughs> Did you ever... Did you ever see, um, I want to say the name right. Is it Little Kiss? Have you ever seen Little Kiss? No. Is it Little, little People? Little Kiss. Yeah, it's, it's Little People. They dress up like Kiss. And I think they lip sync. I don't think they actually sing. I think it's, uh, I think they just play along to the music, but it's pretty hilarious. And they're like Kiss. Really? They really lip- yeah, it's great. Is it Little Kiss or Mini Kiss? I forget now, but it, it's pretty cool. That's oh. We're, we're going to have two inch nails. We're going to bring them all uh, to one of our concerts. We're going to have like a shorty show. <laughs> yeah. Two Inch Nails, Kiss. It's going to be great. Great stuff. <laughs> I'm excited yeah. for it, and it's probably never going to happen. It's like the strangest idea ever, and I'm getting here all excited about it. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. That's like they, they had this um, one young lady. She's a, a midget, and uh, she's like the midget Kardashian or something like that. She's really? Really? She's cute. Well, they have that that Little Women LA. First of all, I watch all of the. I don't. I love the little people or the little couple. The little couple are the best. The little doctor. I've never seen them. The little doctor. And and they're two adopted children. Oh my God, they're really cute. But I love TLC. I could watch TLC like all day long. (laughs) Oh, I have a funny story that happened today. Well. It's funny because you'll know the ending, but my sister lost her puppy in one of the complexes up Levittown, and she called me up freaking out, and I was already coming up here because I got to help out this week, and and she's in a panic. She has this little shih tzu. He's about a year and a half old, and the thing just runs, and they just broke their front door, so it just ran. So all day, members of my family are going out around the complex because it's like woods and a creek, like, down the street, so it's all, you know, what, whatever. So my nephew gets home from school. He's driving around. He finds four stray dogs, four of them. Wow. They have, like, 
that have something wrong with them. They're like mange or something. So he calls like the cops or whoever came, like security of the complex, and and he's like, and then this guy comes out like, oh, they're my dogs, and the cops like, something's wrong with these dogs. Like, no, you're not getting them back. We're taking them to the animal hospital, and then you can get your dogs back. But they're getting checked out first, and then, and then he was out, and and this little boy found the puppy like four hours later no it was like five hours later it was starting to get dark so we were all worried it was around four o'clock and this little boy found it gave it to his grandma and they brought the puppy back so thank god but like yeah out on the travels finding four dogs that's not your lost dog it's like (sighs) it was a rough day for a while but yeah it's terrible dirty he's very dirty I'm sure. I, I hate name, stories of uh, his I, name I is Anakin. Of lost animals. Anakin, I love it. There you go. Yeah. He looks Wars like story. Chewbacca. It's my, my Chewbacca impersonation. That's the only I impersonation I think of. Yeah. So she's so she's ready then. Huh? Oh, she. Yeah, they already got their tickets. Oh, damn, I want to go opening night, but it just it's not going to play out. I went opening night uh, a couple years ago. And then my wife's got a little bit of an opening night phobia because, you know, like you get them weirdos who want to go in and try going nuts in movie theaters. So she's got a little bit of an opening night uh, phobia. And I don't blame her. They were craziness. Yeah. Uh, we didn't touch up on that. Anyway, speaking of, and not that we're going to bring up a bad subject, but our thoughts and prayers go out to the people in New York um, with this asshole bomber uh, who they now apparently have in custody. Um so they had him in custody, uh, pipe bombs, and he was carrying some kind of a device on him, uh, blowing through, uh, what, subways of New York, and, uh, you know. I, I almost didn't give it airtime. I almost didn't want to give it airtime. It's, it's, it's really getting sickening. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I was reading uh, a friend of mine's Facebook post, and they're like, oh, everybody's talking about Carson Wentz, and there's bigger things going on in Carson Wentz. And I'm like, you know what? I, and I said, football's my escape. I don't want to sit here and keep talking about terrorists. I don't want to keep talking about politics and all that. I need fun stuff. And that's what we right. try to do here on our show. I want to bring you fun stuff. I want to talk about football. I want to talk about music. I want to talk about Jules' little cell phone. Uh, I want to talk about fun <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to talk about nonsense. I don't want to give all of our time to, to bad stories. Um, there's another uh, sexual misconduct story that we were lining up. And, and I'm getting... I'm getting a little tired of that stuff, Joe. I don't know about you. I mean, not that I'm tired of it, we can't do it. Cause, you know, we got to talk about it, but it's just going to be so unfortunate. It's all over the news. Um, so you're not going to get that from the stoop tonight. You're going to get uh, happy stuff, shiny, but, happy people. <laughs> I, I thought the Christmas story was funny. <laughs> Christmas story. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like... No, it's fine. This little kid, he was sitting on Santa's lap. This kid is like 15 now, but he was sitting on Santa's lap for a picture, and he knows sign language. He was like a year and a half old. And in the picture, he was signing the sign for help (laughs) when he was sitting on Santa's lap. So it's just crazy. Like, I, I wish I had the patience and the time home and all that stuff to do you know, I mean, as parents, you always want to go back and change things or whatever, but signing for a one-year-old, like, that's so crazy, and I mean, it's hard with a toddler 
and and my my daughter does it. She's three, but she's still kind of a toddler to me. But she has tantrums, and they really have tantrums when they're like two years old and they can't communicate. That's when they freak out. That's when they cry. When they don't think that you know what they want. So um, I think signing is is great. And so this post was it's funny, but it's really an awareness for signing and how babies are quick to catch on and they're little sponges and they can learn. So. Yeah, it was really cool. Did you see? Did you see the picture or anything? Yeah, I did. And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. And I know you, you work so hard to get these stories, and I just no. miss them in, in a flavor. That actually is pretty good. Um, it's actually hilarious. He's signing help. I mean, God only knows what the hell's going on. Why he's singling help? But you know. No, well, you see, I mean, it's just a Santa. The Santa's smiling. <laughs> it's just like a normal <laughs> mall Santa. Like there's no shady or anything going on. He's not like strangling the kid, but help! <laughs> no, poor little kid. He's just scared. Well, I want help! I want help! I need help! <laughs> oh man! Oh Jesus! All right, so we are going to uh, we're going to bring it to a close here tonight. We're going to let Jewel get some rest because she definitely needs it. She's got a little cold going on. I know I'm a little sniffly, but I've been working through it and battling through it. Not going what so far so good. Um, well, we're going to come back again Wednesday. Like I said, Vita and the Wolf is going to be here. It's going to be a great show. Jewel's going to be in rare form because she loves her local stuff. So she's going to be giddy. Kind of like Hal Sparks giddy, you know. Yeah. That's Wednesday. <laughs> again, a huge thank you to tonight's guest, Philip Broussard. A humongous thank you to Michael Stover and MTS Management for bringing us yet another great act. We had Cherish Lee uh, last week, uh, Philip Broussard this week. We got more of his guests that we're talking about. Um, a uh, wonderful Norwegian lady uh, by the name of Nina. We're trying to get her out. But that may not happen. Time restraint is kind of difficult because she's all the way overseas right now. So that could be difficult. But, but um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, a lot of stuff we're working on. Again, thanks to Phil Broussard. Thanks to Michael Stover. And, of course, thank you to everybody that came out to listen tonight to the Stoop Radio Show. We always have a blast. Uh, and we bring it to you. We do it here. We're here working hard for you. Jewel works hard. Um, harder than I do of late. I apologize for that. Thank you for being so awesome. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's seriously, it's not even a job to me. It's, it's just fun. It is fun, and I enjoy it. And, you know, it seems like our guests enjoy it too, and our listeners. So <clears throat> we're just going to keep on doing it and as people like it. So we're here Absolutely. to bring it, basically. <laughs> we're bringing it. We're, yeah. It's been brought <laughs> but thank you again. And uh, again, don't forget Wednesday night, same time, 8 o'clock, Vita and the Wolf will be our guest. And we will see you then. For the amazing, the wonderful, the lovely, and slightly under the weather, Miss Jewel Tady, I am Jeff the Shark Perini, reminding everybody out there in Stupid Radio Land to not, whatever you do, don't even think about it. Don't be a douche. And remember, forever is not for always. (laughs) (laughs) But terrible (laughs) closings never die. (laughs) Reminds me of a song. (laughs) All right. Thanks again, everybody, and we will see you Wednesday night. Take care. Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.